0: All right, well, excited to jump in here today. We're in this series called Lighten Up, and man, if you've been a part of this series at all, it's been really challenging, super challenging. As a matter of fact, it feels like every message we've done from this series, I mean, because we're basically talking about mindsets, and a mindset that's not of God, a mindset that is detrimental to us, imprisoning of us, and then a mindset that is of God, and that is freeing. And so we kind of balance the two out. Today we're talking about pride and humility, but I feel like every Sunday we're kind of getting up here and just being like, "Knock it off!" Like I feel like that's like the message overall that we're getting at It's like every single because like, I'm prepping and I'm like, man, I'm really like telling people to knock it off a lot. Like that's like uh, two weeks ago, man. We talked about judgmental mindset, judgment versus mercy, and I still felt like I was like, hey, don't be judgmental. Knock. it. Knock it off, like that's. And then today, I'm also we're talking about pride and humility, and I'm like, hey, don't be prideful. Knock it off. And so, um, so, so I mean, that's just kind of an essence of it. We have one more week, so you have one more week to hear the message. Hey, knock it off. But I hope the message is louder about what we should do, not just focusing on what we shouldn't do. But in in every message, we say like, hey, here is the danger. Here's the caution that pride can seep in that that uh, judgment can sink in, that cursing can sink into our lives, that distraction can sink in, and we're not living out these mindsets that God's called us to do. And so I hope, I pray today is no different, but I believe, man, after all these, that pride, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, is the most detrimental, that it can cause the most issue, because, man, pride just kills. It's, it's something that's deep-rooted in, in us, and it would just destroy you. And so let me, let me share a quick story about how I was, I've been prideful very much. I mean, when we were planning this series, when we said, okay, uh, we plan out our series, and we said, okay, Lauren, you'll take this one, Caleb, this one, Chrissy, this one, Lauren, this one. And they said, all right, Lauren, you're going to talk about pride versus humility. I said, perfect. I'm the most humble person I know. And what better person to preach on humility? And obviously, that was a joke. I realize some, peop- some people don't pick up on my sarcasm as much. So I have to specify when in larger groups. I'm working on that. Um, and so l- let me tell you something. Uh, pride kills. When I was uh, probably 16 or 17 years old, I bought, my, uh, I bought my first car, and it was a 1995 Suzu Rodeo. I was super pumped about it. And then uh, that, when, you're, when you get a car, it opens yourself up to all new possibilities. Like everything just changes. You get a car, and you're like, yes, I can drive. I don't have to like call my mom or call my friend's mom or call my older, my older brother to drive me somewhere. It's just like you have this incredible freedom that opens up. And so with being a teenager and freedom, uh, that equals stupidity and dumb decisions and a lot of issues that come up. Um, so let me share one of those, one of many. And um, so what, I grew up in a small town called Susanville. And what happens in a small town is like, man, you just use your imagination To to have fun like we didn't have a lot of options, but it actually we did because there was this thing called the woods And we could just do stuff like just oh So here's what we would do most of the time We'd be like hanging out someone's house and be like what are we gonna do? Let's all pile into some cars and just go drive around through the woods go romping through the woods and stuff like that So there's one particular time we did that where there was probably ten of us And we all crammed into two cars, and I volunteered to be one of the cars to drive um, and so here's what we did. We were driving around, and somehow along the way, we got this idea to drive onto this. Uh, it was like a dirt bike track. It had these big jump or big bumps that potentially could be jumps and dips and little bumps. And it was it was um, and, and some of them were massive hills, like thirty feet hills that had uh, steep peaks to them. And so we were there wasn't any like blocking uh, that would stop a car from getting on there. So uh, you know, all the friends in the car equals even more dumb decisions because they're all like, do it, Lauren, do it. And so we all, we, so myself driving, we started driving over these big bumps, just taking our car, taking my rodeo, and we, we, we turned the music up. Man, it was so much fun. We were driving over these bumps and over these dips, and we were going around these berms and stuff like that. And all my friends were like, man, you're the man. This is so fun. This is awesome. And, um, and then it just started getting in my head. I was like, man, this is, I am the man. You're right. You know what? I am pretty cool right now. Look how much fun we're having. And it's all because of me. Like, that, I'm, I'm the man right now. And so there was this big one. Like I said, there was this big one with a steep peak. And so my friends were like, you got this, Lauren. Let's do this. And then it the, just, just went to my head and influenced my decision. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's do this. This seems like a great idea right now, right? This is a great idea. And so I got up to it and just punched it, revved it up, we were climbing this steep peak, and got to the top, man, it was so great, it was so great, awesome, Lauren, you're the man, you're the man, and then at the top, just bottomed out, like my wheels were no longer touching the ground, was literally bottomed out, and there was, we were stuck, and so I really quickly went from like, Lauren, you're the man, to like, Lauren, you're lame, this is, this is, we're stuck, great, and so the the message of that is that pride kills. Pride will do things to your life, will influence your decisions. And ultimately, there's a reason why that saying is, "pride before the fall is because we're influenced by bad decisions, and I want to uh, break that down. But pride kills. Pride will lead us to a place we don't want to be, but humility is so powerful. Now, here's, here's the simple definition of what pride and humility is. It's simply that pride is focused on me. Pride is focused on ourselves. And humility is simply looking to the needs of other people. Humility is focused on others. And so the way you look, the way you focus, where you focus determines your actions. Man, when I was driving, I was just like, man, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm just thinking how awesome I'm going to be when I do this. And that was influenced my decision. And man, I could take this a number of ways. Like this, I, I can't preach an exhaustive full list of uh, of this topic of pride like it's a big weighty topic but I feel I felt led this week as we were praying and I was researching man what where do I feel like going with this message specifically about pride and humility and I felt led to talk about purpose and here's why here's how it connects to purpose is that you cannot live out your purpose when pride is prominent so your your pride is like a, a blocker to your purpose you, you have this God-ordained purpose in your life, and you cannot fulfill that when there is pride prominent in your life. And, and so I feel like pride is developed in us by accomplishing things, by, like, success, by, by, by so-called success. Like, for example, you know, we have a, we, we start to become successful. We start to achieve some accomplishments. We have some fame. We have some followers of, on our Instagram. We have, we gain more clients in our business. We have some more recognition. We do really well in our business, whatever that may, may be. And then you start to think, man, look what I did. And see, what, what the challenge is, is to remember what we have. And what we have is nothing without God. That's, that's the essence of humility, is reminding ourselves that we are nothing without God. And pride says, man, look what I can do. Look what I am capable of. And look what I have accomplished. And now because of that, I have the potential to do so much more all by myself. But the reality is we are all nothing without God. God gave us the talents. God gave us breath in our lungs. God gave us life. And we are nothing without him. And so what I want to encourage us today is to embrace humility, embrace the mindset that we are nothing without God and that you will unlock purpose in your life. Because purpose is found in simply serving other people. And purpose is found your purpose is found in humility. You may be saying like how do you know how do you know my purpose? We all have different plans. God has different plans for all of us, right? That's 100%. Your purpose, not everybody's purpose is to become a pastor. Not everybody's purpose is to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody's purpose is to to be a missionary on the other side of the world, but everybody's God ordained purpose is to serve others. Everybody's purpose is found in humility. And when we have pride, man, they can't, they can't coexist. Does that make sense? Like we can't have a, a, a helping of pride and just like have humility on the side. But they are so uh, diametrically opposed that they just don't fit together. And so here's, here's a little bit more detail about how, how we, why we can't like walk out our purpose with pride. And it's this powerful verse that's very, very simple. It says in First Peter 5, verse 5, Peter's sharing to the church. He says, he says, uh, God opposes the proud. Just just focus on that first part. That statement is simply why you cannot walk out your purpose, your God-ordained purpose, while you have pride prominent in your life. Because if you are proud, God is in opposition to you. Man, I read that verse and I get scared because I actually study what that verse means and it's actually a battle that's not just like, hey, I don't like what you're doing, but it's actually opposition, meaning I am going into battle against you. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go into battle with God. Like, he doesn't lose. Like, he is the one that is all, the all-powerful. You do not want to go into battle with God because the outcome is always the same. Remember the same pride from before the fall? That also comes from a verse in Proverbs. But also, like, there's the, there's the reason right there. It's because God opposes the proud, and when you go into against battle with God, you are always going to lose. That's why I got stuck up on the rodeo. That's why every time you say, man, I got this, that's when you start to fail because God sees the pride. He says, okay, well, I'm gonna just see if you can do this on your own and then we fall flat on our faces. So God is opposed. To, so we, when we do this, I believe there's two things that happens when we're proud and this opposition is, I kind of want to break it down. Pride positions us in opposition to the presence of God. See, not just the purposes of God, but pride positions us in a, in opposition to God's presence man if he's opposing us that means we're also distant from God and if you feel distant from God maybe ask yourself man do I have pride in my heart if you're feeling distant from God how are you thinking man am I really thinking about other people or am I just thinking about myself and the second thing it does is is pride positions us in opposition to reality see that's see we're disconnected from truth when we're proud because we think something that's not real we think, man, I am it, I have the, I did all this, and I, it's all about me, I'm focused on myself, but that is so disconnected from the reality, there's seven billion on this planet, and and God cares about you, he values you, but his purpose isn't for you to look inward, and just look at yourself, and care about for the needs of yourself, but your purpose is connected away from pride, and and is connected with humility, so we're we're in opposition when we position ourselves in pride, and that is not a healthy place to 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 be. So basically, I'm building you a case to why, man, pride is bad. Like, knock it off. Remember? Knock it off. Just don't do it. Here's why. So I want to spend the rest of the few minutes just sharing why humility is so good. And the rest of that verse, go back to verse five of 1 Peter. <clears throat> it's so powerful. It says verse 5 it, uh, opposes the proud, right? But what does he give to the humble? He gives, let's say it together, he gives grace. Do you know that grace means cherish in, in, the, in the Greek, and that means a gift? That God is gifting you, that God is giving you favor, that God is behind you, not in opposition to you, but God is giving you grace. He's giving you open doors. He's giving his power behind you. He is strengthening you because you're accomplishing his purpose. God gives you grace. Man, that is so fa- powerful. See, our purpose is found in humility. Even when, when Jesus was just saying like, hey, here's what I want you to do. He didn't say, hey, go and make disciples and make a name for yourself. Go into all the world and let everybody know that you're really cool. Go into all the world and get a bunch of followers on Instagram. Go into all the world. No, he said go into all the world and make disciples. That the, where was this focus on? About other people. And our purpose is found in humility. Our purpose is found in focusing on other people. And I believe that unlocks so much. And we could talk about purpose a little bit too, about like why that's so powerful. That unlocks fulfillment, that unlocks joy, that unlocks peace. And so so many times we're so stressed out because all we think about is ourselves. But the happiest people, the most joyful people, the most fulfilled people are those just serving other people. And the most stressed out people are those that are just looking at themselves. So I hope you see the need for this. I hope you see the need to knock it off with the pride and, and just to embrace humility. Um, God's purpose for us is found on focusing others and Jesus called us to do something he didn't call us to do something that he didn't do himself but he was the ultimate example Philippians chapter 2 Paul is writing to the church of Philippi and I want to just read this verse and just look at what's happening this is actually a very theological a very uh, foundational theological passage in scripture because this is where we see the essence, the purpose, the nature of what Christ did. And it sums it up in a way that, in, that, show, that highlights humility so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. He, this, is what, this is what he writes to the church in Philippi, starting in verse, uh, let's start in verse 3, chapter 2. Um, also, some of us don't know, is you can follow along on the YouVersion Bible app, and we always put our notes on there. So if you're missing something that I said, all of the notes that are on the screen and all the verses are, are on there. So if you go to or if you download the Uversion Bible app, you already got that. You just click on events, and you can find Project Church on there, and it has all of our notes there. But uh, in verse three, it says this: Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to the interests of his own, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And let's just pray that God will speak through this passage. God, I pray that we would be woken up today. I pray we would just hear from you. Not from me, God, not from what I want to say, but what you want to say, God. And just as we're talking about humility and being nothing, I recognize today I'm nothing without you, that I would empty myself, and that you would use me today, and that we would all draw closer to you today, Jesus. love you. Amen. Amen. So how to live out humility. I'm going to go real quick through, through uh, five points, or four, four points. If there's too many, I'll just cut them down as we go. First thing is this, identify pride in your life. And you can't, you can't change what you don't identify. If we don't identify the pride, we're not going to see it. See, verse 3 says, do nothing out of self-ambition or conceit. How can we recognize, how can we, how can we change something we don't recognize? And the way to recognize it is simply that, is do nothing. Are you doing something out of selfish ambition or conceit? And I, I, the, the words described there can be defined as, I like this, a self-promoting heart, which is, which is uh, self-ambition self promoting, you're trying to like puff yourself up, you're just all pointing back to you, or, or, a, or a, uh, an inflated ego, an inflate, do nothing out of self ambition or conceit, do nothing out of a self promoting heart or an inflated ego, man when I was, I look back at the decision like on the rodeo, like that decision, like driving, driving, getting stuck up there, the decision was totally based on what, on self inflated heart or self promoting heart and an inflated ego. Like, I was like, all about me, man. I'm quick, like, man, I am the man. People's, people's words were just filling it up. Like, yeah, you're right. I am awesome. This is great. And then what happened? I got, I got stuck. Pride before the fall. Um, and so you need to identify it. Like are, you, are you asking those questions? Like, just simply ask, like, what's my focus of today? Am I thinking about other people, or am I thinking about myself? Are you working? Are you moving up the, uh, sorry, are you, are, you, are you thinking about other people? William Law said this, I like this, there can be no surer proof of a confirmed pride than a belief that one is sufficiently humble. Like I started out the message saying, hey, I'm the most humble guy I know. That's like the definition of pride. I actually was talking to somebody one time, I was counseling them uh, in a major decision in their life, and I was trying to say like, hey, you're coming across very prideful right now because I was trying to give him some some, uh, some feedback. I was trying to give him some instruction and I was trying to give him some correction. And he, and I said, you're coming across very prideful. And his words back to me, he's like, I'm not being prideful. <laughs> like, I am not being prideful. And I kind of sat back and I was like, you saying those words is kind of the definition of pride. I'm not being prideful. And I, and I was like, hey, this is, this is entirely up to you. I'm offering my direction. I'm offering my instruction and, and, and even some correction into your life. If you don't receive it, that's, that's entirely up to you. But I just want to let you know that, that I sense some pride in you. And often we can do that ourselves. It's like, this message is for somebody else, obviously. Like, I'm, I'm humble. I'm sufficiently humble. But we need to identify the pride, man. When we're thinking, and, and it's so easy to sneak in. It's no e- so easy to, to, for us to start to realize, man, I'm actually living a very prideful life. I'm actually thinking about more, uh, more myself than I am other people. So my encouragement to you is destroy that pride. Because that pride is going to destroy you. If you don't, get rid of it. Rid yourself of pride. And the next verse is kind of like is a description of how to live out humility. It says, count others as more significant. Count other people more significant than yourself. And we started this church. I had to raise a bunch of money. And you know how I raised that money? I didn't do lemonade stands or garage sales. I called a bunch of pastors and asked them for money. It's like sometimes I didn't even know them. I just found church, called them up, like, hey, you give us some money. no. Nope. All right, all right, cool. Love you too. But And then, uh, but I, so I called someone out of, with no relationship, and I actually char- called this large church um, in Elk Grove. The name is uh, Harvest Church, and his, the pastor's name is uh, Pastor Perry Kalavig, and I've met him before, um, and he's part of our fellowship. I called him up, and I told him, hey, we're planting a church in West Sacramento, and he was so excited to hear that, and I was thinking, I was thinking, man, how did I get? And I met him at another event, and he was so excited for me. And then he and I, he wasn't able to set up an appointment that day when I called him. And the next time I saw him, he's like, "Hey, I'm so sorry to do that. Let's set something up." And he's and I was like, "Dude, thank you so much. That means a lot to me that you would take time for me." And then what he said after that, as I like, think, he's like, "No, you are so important because church planning is a big deal." And he was counting me as somebody important when I was looking at him and thinking, "Man, you are a big deal." But he looked at me and said, no, you are a big deal. And I look, and I says, man, it's a great church doing so much for the community. It's grow- continuing to grow. And I think, man, there's the reason why that church is growing, and there's the reason why that church is accomplishing so much is because the leader, the pastor of the church is such a humble person and lives that out and was counting it, uh, me more significant than him. And that's what, that's what it's ca- we're called to do. That's what's described here. And how often do we do this? Just simply doing things like let people go first. We we think so much our time is more valuable than someone else's time. And how can we simply let someone else go first in whatever line we find ourselves in? That we count other people's time more significant than ours. That we're valuing other people more than we're valuing ourselves. That we're giving away and we're being humble. That's the essence of what Christ wants us to do, and that's where we find purpose in. Third thing is this. Don't focus on positional power. Verse 6 said something profound that kind of like rocks me when I read it. It said, though. He, being God, though he, Jesus, was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Even though Jesus was God, he's like, hey, I'm just a normal dude. And like he was God, the highest rank, you know, like there's the ranks in your job trying to move up. He was at the very top. Like you can't get higher than God. But Jesus was God. And he said, hey, no big deal. I'm just, a, just another guy. He says, hey, I've actually come to serve people and not be served. And that's my mission. So my encouragement to you is, man, our sinful and prideful nature is is uh, we hold too tightly to it and leads us from we want to move up, move up the chain. We want to move up in positional power. A lot of us are in a job where we say, man, I just want to move up, just want to move up, just want to move up. And that's, there's no shame, there's no There's no sin in that getting a promotion. But I believe the sin is where our focus is, our focus in just wanting to, and operating out of positional power. But Jesus said, hey, I'm not worried about the position because I'm just going to serve wherever I am. And if you want to, if you do want to move up, the best decision I would say to you is just to serve other people because God's going to honor that. God's going to honor that. Have you ever thought how, man, Jesus was had ultimate power, but he didn't even utilize that power. He just focused on serving other people. So the big question is, what's your f- focus? Are you, after moving up the positional ladder, or are you more about letting God work through you are you more about people looking up to you hey there's a man or are you more about people looking to you and seeing Jesus through you because when you're humble yourself in this way and take off positional power and that's how God uses you that's that's where you find your purpose and that the positional power thing is just another way that gets in our another thing that gets in our way and Jesus took that off he modeled that to us big another thing that Jesus modeled was he he emptied himself? So that verse just said, literally says Jesus emptied himself. And know another way to translate translate that is that he made himself of no reputation. He said, "No, nah, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm just I'm just a guy, even though I'm God." He emptied himself, and so I love that that imagery of emptying himself because I think of this. I've, I've been asking this question myself this week, and I want you to think about it. How can God? pour into your life if you're full of yourself, right? How can can God move into your life? How can God fill you up with more of him when we're filled with ourselves? Man, Jesus modeled this. He emptied himself. He became nothing. He became a human. He just became a normal guy, and he said, and he recognized this, and I believe, what does it mean to empty yourself? I believe it means to realize this in the mindset. It's, it's the mindset of realizing you are nothing without God, that everything you have is because of Him. And when you realize that, when you realize, man, I'm nothing without God, God is able to pour into your life. He's able to fill you up. He's able to accomplish His purpose. He's able to, to fill you up with peace and love and joy. And so, how can we do that if we're filled up with ourselves? So, it's, it's a mindset we need to change. And just imagine. Just emptying yourself of your the mindset that you're that you're somebody and realizing that you're nobody without God. And the reality is that God gave you all those gifts, right? He gave you the strengths that He has. But <clears throat> I wonder sometimes if we become so so caught up in ourselves and we're so excited about man, God's gonna use me, God's gonna use me, or, or I'm gonna I'm somebody. I'm I'm look at look at all that I have, look what I've done, look what I can do. And God just kind of looks down at you and says, All right, bro. If you got this, I'm just going to stay back here and uh, see how you do. Let's see how that works out for you. And so often we fall right down on our face or get stuck up on the road, you know. And so I believe that that often what happens is we become so full of ourselves, there's no room for God to work in our lives. That's why Jesus modeled it and he calls us today to do is empty yourself. Last thing is this. Point number five is simply serving others. He paints this picture practically as we go through that verse there. He's just serving others. He says, man, he took the form of a servant. Matthew 20, 28 says, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We have this just so backwards in our culture. We think, man, I'm here. We show up and it's like, man, serve me. We think, I'm at the top, so serve me. We think, man, I'm somebody, so serve me. But Jesus wanted to rock the culture. He was rocking the culture at the time, too. He was just upsetting people, like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. But he came, the... uh, Person with being God, and he says, "Hey, I'm not coming to to be served. You're not. You're not serving me. I'm going to be serving you. Matter of fact, I'm going to wash your feet. Matter of fact, I'm going to take take your place on that cross and die for you. Give my life as a ransom so you can have reconciliation with God." He poured his life out. You can accomplish more by serving others than you can operating under the positional power that you may have. So this first step of the process puts it in action. I think. We're called to simply serve others. Live out your humility by serving others and and just watch what God does. And watch what God does just by the simple act of putting someone first. Jesus was used by God when he did these things. Jesus was used by God when he lived out humility. And I'm praying today, I'm praying today that we don't hear the message of just knock it off. But I pray that, that we do eliminate the pride in our life. That we do destroy that pride that's saying, hey, I'm somebody but we embrace this humility. We embrace what Jesus was about and man, we find purpose there. That's where our purpose is found. I don't know your specific purpose what what God has for you, but I know that our purpose is found in simply putting others first, changing our focus. And saying, "God, I'm nobody. I'm nothing without you, but I'm going to serve other people. I'm going to take my eyes off myself. I'm going to look to the other people." That's the message. That's what Jesus lived out and that's what he's calling us to do. So simple. And I just wonder what God could do through this. Can you imagine just the church? And I'm not talking about Project Church. The church is defined as the body of Christ, which simply means those who follow Jesus, who love him, and who are, who are called according to his purpose. That means everyone who believes in him. Can you imagine what the church would look like if we really lived this out? If we really lived what, he, what he's calling us to do, if we really lived that out, can you imagine what what West Sacramento would be like if the church was just known it's like man the church is just is just serving other people man they would they would that points people to god because we you know why it's because Jesus sees people see Jesus in us because we're we're doing what Jesus did we're serving others we're putting other people first can you imagine what would happen in in your workplace man if you just decided i'm going to just serve other people i'm not going to be so focused on myself I'm going to just identify that pride and get rid of it. And I'm going to say, man, what can I do? I'm going to walk into work today saying, what can I do for somebody else? Someone here just needs to do that. Like, we're so, we hate work. We walk in with a grumpy attitude. Some of us need to, 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 the reason we have a grumpy attitude is because we're focused on ourselves. Some of us need to walk into work tomorrow and say, man, what can I do to someone else? Help someone else. Help to bless somebody today. Some of us are upset in our our marriage. Go, man, I was just in this relationship. I... Some of us need to, to, to go home to our spouse today and, and ask yourself. Some of us ask, need to ask a question right now, what can I do for my spouse today? That may be the best piece of a marriage advice I could give you is to focus on someone else and humility, serve the other person. That's the way Jesus Jesus wants it to be. Some of us need to to our to our family or our community, we need to go and say, Man, what can I do for somebody else today? Man, how can I bless somebody else? How can I serve someone? How can I count someone else more significant than myself today? How can I embrace this mindset of humility today? And I'm and I'm just wondering what would our community look like? Man, if we really did this. So, so what do you say? Man, are you are you are you about to embrace this? Because it's challenging. That pride, I believe this battle of pride is never a one, it's not a one-stop shop. It's not just like, all right, I got rid of it. But I believe this pride is a battle we'll continually fight. I believe this pride is always going to sink in. And even more as we start to do more. And I'm, I'm continually battling it. I'm being real with you. Pride is always wanting to get a, get a foothold in my life. And if I don't have a mindset of humility where I'm embracing that, I'm saying, man, how can I serve someone else today? How can I serve my wife today? How can I serve my kids today? How can I serve my friends today, my neighbors, person at the grocery store? How can I focus my mind on, on other things? So I'm, I'm going to close. And just by challenging us in this time of prayer and just just saying, man, do do you identify it in yourself? Where's your focus today? Would you all stand stand with me today?